One of the biggest obstacles artists face in the music game is access. Getting access to the people that can make it happen or access to the information and resources you need to get to the next level. That's the key. That's why you need two of the biggest in the game on your side. Introducing J.R. McKee. Boom man, welcome to the real industrial plug. You heard me? What was your first sort of um step? Yo, what was your next step, I guess, after that? So this is this is how I got the ideas that I was gonna step into the music business. So we were doing at the time we was doing Lucky Lounge. Um, on Wednesdays, and if you was in Atlanta around 2007, eight, nine, Lucky was the hottest party in the city. Yeah, bar none, no party was hotter than that. And um, we was we had end up just like I said, partnering with um, Hannah Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody know Hannah is the person that do all right, the you, parties, the yeah. parties now. Yeah. So if anybody, if you see like P party, she did that party, like right. Lotto party, she did her party, like. All the big build outs of every artist right, right now that's doing a party. They're going through Hannah King. They're going through Hannah King. So yeah. I was, at the time, we was, we was business partners. She had a client, was Amari Stoudemire, who played for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So it was All Star in Phoenix. And she was like, yo, come and help me. You know what I'm saying? Because I got my client and we're going to do some events out here for All Star. Yeah. So we go out to All Star, we lock me in. And while we was there, she was still Grand Hustle GM at the time. Mm. Um, so they had T.I., they had Young L.A., they had uh, they had T.I., Young L.A. They had a bunch of different um, artists. Artists, yeah. Young Dro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They was hot. So we go out there, and I'm talking to... Uh, I'm talking at the time was the vice president, Clay Evans, because we was all together. Yeah, and I'm talking I to Clay. I'm talking to Clay, and I'm like... I'm like, yo, Clay, I'm trying to really step into the music. And he looked at me, he was like, for real? Bro, I didn't know you was trying to get into the music. If right. I would have known, I would have hired you as Young LA's, I would have hired you as Young LA's role manager. Mm. And I was like, word? And he was like, yeah, for real. So then I was like, dang, I, that was an opportunity missed. From that point, um, um, I just kept it in the back of my mind. So I was able to secure a job for Miller Coors. I was the marketing, I was the marketing, the urban marketing manager in, in Atlanta yeah. for Miller Coors. So I was doing events and partnerships and sponsorships, and I was, you know, reaching out to my connects and doing events and things. And then I, I'm never gonna forget, like, guy had a plan. Yeah. December 26, 2011, I got laid off from the Miller from, from the, Miller Coors. Okay. Yeah. So. It was. It happened to be the same time T.I. was getting out of jail the last time, and we were doing a New Year's party hosted by T.I. So we had that party hosted by Tip. We had another party hosted by Idris Elba around the corner, so we was doing two big parties. And when Clay, Clay came to the... Um, so at the time, Clay was working with Tip, and he was working with DJ Drama. When he came to do the walkthrough, I talked to Clay, and I'm like, yo, Clay, how you going to move with DJ Drama and Tip? Yeah. And he looked at me, he was like, you know, you right. And I was like, yo, let me move with drum. Because I know he ain't going to let me move with Tip. Tip, yeah, yeah. And he looked at me, he said, call me on January 3rd after all this. <laughs> after, after the holidays. After the holidays. So I called him on January 3rd. He like, bet. 
I called him. I said, yo, you remember I was asking you how you going to move with Drum and Tip? And he was like, all right, let me see, let me see, let me see. I'm going to figure something out. Yeah. So no, but first of all, let's just stop for a second. I, I love that you pointed out an issue, an issue that you could solve. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how you get in these rooms. That's how that's how you, you know what I mean? That's how you when you're talking to these people that you're trying to work with or that you're looking up to, find a problem you can solve for them. And I love that you did that, and that's how you landed that spot. Yeah, that was dope. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So then, from that point, what ended up happening was probably like two weeks later, he calls me and he like, "What you doing?" And shoot, I'm out of work. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. You laid off. I'm, I'm, I'm out of work. But, you know, at the same time, I was always a hustler. So we were still doing events. I was still doing parties. Yeah. And he was saying, he, so he said to me, um, Drum shooting a video. I need you to pull up. I need yeah. To make an introduction. So I pull up to the video. Um, he introduced me to Drum. He said, yo, just be with, just hang with Drum for the day. And he leave. Yeah. I didn't know Drum. Drum didn't know me. Right, right. So... You know, I'm moving around with Drum while he's shooting the video, trying to help, trying to figure out how to be of service, helping him, right. grabbing, you know, whatever, you, what you need. You need a towel, you need some, something to drink. What, what we doing, you know, the whole, the whole, right. just. So I'm just helping Drum out the whole day. Drum ain't said two words to me. I mean, he would only speak if he if he needed something, but he really. Right, wasn't know, we, really talking, we, yeah. yeah. He, wasn't really, he wasn't really talkative like that. Yeah. So then we go to the um to the last scene. Clay Misa said the last scene, and actually, I'm gonna tell you, I remember it was it was drum song. He had a future ain't no way around the remix with mm. Big Boy. So Clay meet us over there at the last scene, and um he was like, "Yo, you done?" So then I leave, I go home, and then I'm like, "Damn, I don't know." Yeah, if you did well, if you don't I know did what happened. Well, I did anything. Yeah. And uh, what ended up happening was another two weeks later, he called me. He was like, "What you doing Saturday?" And I was like. Shit, what you need? And right. he was like, well, Drawn, we going to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, Drawn got a show. I want you to go so I can show you the ropes. I said, I guess I did well. And yeah. He said, like, send me your flight information. I sent him my flight info. Yeah. And then when I flew out there, then the rest was history. I was, yeah, you was in. I was in. I was moving with Drawn every weekend. Y'all know what's going on, man. It's your big homie, Boom, man, checking in. Authentic Empire's own CEO. If you want to set up a meeting, you want to rock with the team, you want to get heard, all you got to do is log on to www.authenticempiremg.com or text the number 4485700040. Let's get it. Boom Hey, JR McKee here. Listen to all of my artists, managers, and executives. It's time to evolve into the streaming business. I'm the number one streaming executive in the industry with over 30 platinum and gold records in the last two years alone. I've been teaching everybody how to do what I do. So if you're interested in breaking through in the streaming business, go ahead and enroll in my masterclass to join my stream team community. The link's in the bio. Or visit our website, thestreamteam.club. I like the fact that, you know, you humbled yourself to the point where it's like, whatever you need, you know what I mean? Like when they put you in a room with drum, you, you need a towel, you need water. Because again, a second ago, we were just talking about how you built a whole network, how you were booking all the artists, but you wanted to make a change. You want to go in a different direction and you humbled yourself enough to say, I know I built this business, but in order to get my foot into this door, 
I'm not going to have an ego about it. So I love that you did that because obviously look at where you are today. You know what I mean? That, that, that was a step in the right direction for you. And so I, I think a lot of people that's watching need to understand, like, when you're trying to pivot or when you're trying to do something that you've never done before, you got to know it doesn't matter what you did in the past. What are we, we're doing something new now. Let's, if you got to start at the bottom, then you start at the bottom and you, and you do it gratefully. Because if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have been in a grateful mindset at that position of getting him a tile and water, you never would have got that call to fly out of Tampa and you never would have became, you know, what you are now at Generation Now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to point that out. I just want to give you props and, and make sure people understand that mindset. That's, a, that's what I love about these interviews is because it really, it really paints a picture of mindset. What is the mindset it takes to be successful? You know what I mean? And so I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I just love listening to you talk. I love hearing that you had the right mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's dope. I, I appreciate that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of crazy because I did have, like you said, I did have to humble myself. Like, I was, at the time, we were doing the biggest parties in the city. Yeah. Like, it wasn't no, you know, it wasn't no parties bigger than ours besides Alex, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And at the same time, we were still doing parties with him, so we had built a relationship and a brand. But yeah. at the same time, this was the this was the direction I wanted to take my life, so I understood at the time Yo, I needed to um I needed to make a change. And I can still remember, shout out to my, my brother Don Cannon, when I was still, you know, at the time I was still, you know, role managing, but I was still throwing parties and I was still I had my I had both I had two feet in different places. Yeah. And Cannon was like, Pat, if you really wanna do this music, bro, you gonna have you gonna have to take one foot and you have to gonna put you're gonna have to put both feet in music. In music, yeah. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to take that leap of faith and put both feet in the music. And that's what I did. I, I took the leap of faith and I and I had stopped throwing parties for years. Yeah. Just to focus directly on music. Yeah. And it took me it, I am where I am today. So so let's talk about that 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 first year with drama, right? Like what 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 era cause drama have been through a lot of errors. What era is this right here that first year? What era was that? Uh, this was the era, it's funny because it was still the era where him and Jeezy wasn't necessarily on good terms. So it's mm-hmm. like, it was, it was after Grand Hustle where he still had a relationship, a great relationship with Grand Hustle, but it was at the same time, he, he was after he got out of jail, but after yeah. him and Jeezy had fell out at the time. So yeah. they still had a little beef, you know what I'm saying? Got you. So so what was, like, some of the big projects in that moment for Drum? I mean, he, he did what we did. We what, what album did we do? We did we did the album where we did My Moment. That was the song of the time yeah. with him, Jeremiah, 2 Chains. And at the time, that was right before we started touring. So at the time, what we were doing, um, it was at the time what we were doing, we actually was building Drama's brand back up to, you know, uh, superstar status. Like we were doing, like with Drama, he was a special, Drama's a special kind of talent because Drama, at the time, we could go DJ Vegas, we could go DJ Miami, he could go DJ New York, but then we could also go DJ Tulsa, Oklahoma. He yeah. also can go DJ uh Norfolk, Virginia. He also could go DJ so he can do the he can go from the biggest to yeah. the smallest venue. So it it we could never know what where we were gonna be on in on a weekend. In, yeah. We could be in some lavish hotel in Vegas and doing some big club or we'll turn around and be in some 
back hole in the wall barn in yeah. Norfolk, Virginia, DJing. That, that. that just means Ron wasn't leaving no money on the table. That's, <laughs> that's what that means. He wasn't leaving no money on the table. So, so okay, so boom, you in a position, you, you're now working with Drum, you're now working with the team. How do you transition that into your own career? So, basically, at the time, Drum, Lake, and Cannon had formed a label, but at the time, they really didn't have a name for it. Yeah. So, they were actually looking for artists, and um, Cannon had found Uzi. Yeah. So, when he found Uzi, he brought Uzi to Atlanta, and pretty much we started working on Uzi. We put out his first project, and we went on tour. So, at the time... I'm still playing I'm still playing role manager, tour manager, but not necessarily for drum. I'm starting to move for with Uzi. Uzi. Yeah. So I'm moving with Uzi. We go on Uzi first tour. And that first tour, he co-headlined with Playboy Cardi. Mm. But Playboy Cardi didn't have a team around him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was just Uzi had a team. We had everything lined up, everything was taken care of. But Cardi didn't have a team. Yeah. They, they was he was just out there just just yeah, making it happen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He was he was figuring it out as he was going, which was which was cool at that time in his career because we went he went we weren't really making no real money, but we really had a, we really had an opportunity. And when we went on that tour, them two them two them two boys was selling out every city we went to. Yeah, and it wasn't like we was doing real big venues. We was still selling out, but it was like between two hundred to five hundred seats. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? right. But they were selling out, and it was it was a new wave, and it was something different, and it was happening. And was that the tour with Lucci? Nah, that was the tour with Lucci was the next tour. Okay, okay, got you. Yeah, because I, I remember that was my first time seeing Uzi was on the Lucci. Well, I don't know if it was Uzi tour or Lucci, I don't remember, but that was my first time seeing it was at that show. Yeah, it was, it was Uzi tour. Okay. We took, that tour, we took 21 Savage, we took Lucci, and we took, um, what's his name, Cap G. And Got actually... It. Kodak was supposed to co-headline with Uzi, but he got locked up. 